In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Good morning, my friend. You're listening to 88.9 Moody Radio. This is Mornings with Tom and Tobby. I'd like to introduce you to a new friend. His name is Adam Griffin. He's the lead pastor of Eastside Community Church in Dallas, Texas. He's the host of Family Discipleship Podcast and the author of several books and resources for families. Now, he's married to Chelsea Lane, and they have three sons, Oscar, Gus, and Theodore. And uh, we're just going to get an opportunity to chat with him right now about some wisdom for kids. Adam, great to have you with us here this morning. Oh, so honored to be with you. Thanks for having me. Okay, so before we dive into this interview, you just need to know that that I have been involved in Proverbs and Wisdom Challenges over the last three years, and I am stoked about a resource for kids that really points them towards the truth uh, that's available not only in Scripture, but also in Proverbs. So your book, When Wrong Seems Right, a kid's Bible study on making good choices, it just rang true for me. So I'm excited about this conversation. Well, praise God. Proverbs is such a rich book, obviously, for anybody, but I think there's so much there for parents and kids and so accessible for a kid who's just learning to study the Bible. So I'm excited about it, too. Yeah, thank you so much for that. So let me just ask you, why was it important for you to create a Bible study not only aimed at young readers, but specifically, why Proverbs? Well, that's a good question. You know, there's not a lot of resources, first of all, for kids in this age group that this is targeted for. If you think about, you know, there's a lot of children's Bibles and a lot of uh, stuff for teenagers who are reading on their own, but this kind of middle-aged child, this 8- to 12-year-old, there's not a lot out there. So as I was asked to contribute to the series, and I wanted to do an Old Testament book, I tried to think about what book would be great helping these kids learn to study the Bible for themselves, but also addressing some things that need to be addressed. And a lot of people historically think of Proverbs in a kind of moralistic way. It's it's the right things and the wrong things. And But Proverbs actually is so full of grace and so full of gospel truth, and even points out, which the title of the book comes from one of the Proverbs, that there's a lot of things that are going to seem right, but in the end, they are not. They are the wrong thing, and they lead to death. And so To help kids make the kind of choices at that age where they're finally developing some of that independence, both when it comes to their faith life, but also when it comes to the choices they make all day, I felt like Proverbs was the perfect choice to do something like that. And so starting the Proverbs, we do a lot of cross-references to the New Testament to teach kids how the story of Scripture is, is thorough and consistent throughout. And I think it's turned out to be a really great resource for kids. 
Well, I'm excited to dive into this with both hands, really. And uh, his name is Adam Griffin. The book is titled When Wrong Seems Right, a kid's Bible study on making good choices. And, um, you know, the characters in your book, they face some situations where distinguishing right from wrong may not always be straightforward. So how did you do this? How did you strike a balance between conveying moral lessons and maintaining a child-friendly tone and a narrative style while you're bringing about truth? Well, you know, it's, it, it is a tough balance to make because it's really easy just to say, don't do this and do this instead. Mm-hmm. And I certainly think that's kind of the, the caricature of the Christian parent is the strict authoritarian, maybe even patriarchal parent who just wants you not to be a bother, just wants you to do the right things. But obviously what we know about Christ, what we know about the gospel, what we know about scripture is that the Lord calls us to do what's right, not just because it's some arbitrary duty, but because it is what he's called us to do for a full, thriving life. And so there's something more beautiful about that. There's also grace for every sinner. And so we talk a lot about the grace that is in the Proverbs for the person who's willing to confess and forsake that they will obtain mercy, which is one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. That's right there in the Proverbs. And so as we walk through the different situations uh, that kind of draw out each proverb we talk through, it's sometimes it's a little bit lighthearted, sometimes it's comical, but we certainly get into some of the, the nitty-gritty and difficult things that kids in this generation are facing as well, whether that's friendships, relationships, substances, or even uh, some of the things involving uh, internet and, and content. Uh, we wanted to do that in a way that could both be accessible to a kid in its lightheartedness and interesting to a kid, but still not pull any punches on what we think kids need to know God's called them to without bringing some kind of shame that would forget the grace of God for every sinner. Okay, thank you so much for that. Let me just do a follow-up a question on this, because truly our kids are growing up in a confusing world, and there's a truckload of messages that are contrary to God's Word and seem like they're being pummeled by that. Is this kind of a resource that will help them combat that while they're done doing the study? They can actually discern some of these messages and, and really uh, meet out what is false based on uh, their knowledge of the truth? Absolutely right. That's that's exactly it. And in addition to that, I would even say part of what's difficult for this generation is not necessarily knowing what is right. It's feeling bold enough to pursue it in a culture or in a group of friends that think the opposite or decide and choose the opposite. So it's not only about instruction, saying what is right, what is wrong, but it's about a literal encouragement to give courage to a kid knowing that this is what God has asked of them, and this is what God has said, and this is the boldness available through the power of the Spirit in our God, that uh, hopefully it also emboldens a kid and a family in order to say, hey, these are the choices we make, and we're going to stick to them no matter what. And so there's a lot of that encouragement to be bold in our faith, to be ready to be different, maybe even to seem strange, because we're going to follow God instead of the world. You're listening to 88.9 Moody Radio from the Word to Life. This is Mornings with Tom and Tommy, and it's a great morning to start talking about wisdom, the wisdom that's listed in Proverbs, and wisdom that is good for your kids to start learning at an early age. Joining us right now is Adam Griffin. He's written a book called When Wrong Seems Right, and it's like looking at 40 different Proverbs, and it's very child-friendly, and I love all of that. But Adam, I was just talking to you kind of backstage, if we can call it that, and this is a very interesting time for our culture, specifically because there just seems to be this deluge designed to get children off track from what is true and what seems like it should be like from all 
accounts something completely wrong is being paraded as something that's right and something that's right is now wrong and scripture talks about that how do we prepare our kids to fight that battle well tom i think that's the right question and it's one of the biggest questions for christian parents right now is not only are we teaching our kids math science history not only are we feeding them or making choices about where we put them in school but are we preparing them to be a follower of Christ that's willing to follow Christ even if nobody else is? And you touched on it, and that's really the thrust behind this book, is what's so difficult in the culture our kids are growing up in is what God has called wrong in many, many areas. The culture thinks and insists are right and should be celebrated, accepted, you know, really admired. And so the thrust of this Bible study is not only about teaching kids how to study the Word for themselves, although that is a really important aspect of it. It's also to address in some of the choices they're making, are they considering, uh, who are they listening to? Are they listening to the Lord of the universe who designed them and created them? Or are they listening to a world that is wrong, but seems right? You know, that's what Proverbs says. It, it will seem right. And that's what our kids are growing up in right now, a culture that for all intents and purposes seems right. It seems to many kids, it seems like what this world believes that God has said is wrong is correct. And so how do we help them not only um, uh, gain knowledge, but gain discernment to be able to, to distinguish wrong from right in a way that honors God and will build them up towards eternity? So that's really the, the underpinning of the whole book and why we're studying the Proverbs. Fantastic. His name is Adam Griffin, and the book is titled When Wrong Seems Right. It's a kid's Bible study on making good choices. And let let me just ask you this. We just talked about what kids are facing and how the culture is really trying to convince them that what's wrong is right, what's right is wrong, and they're bringing about all this confusion. And, And I'm sure that you address that in the way that you put together some of the lessons. Are they not only, um, I'll call them child friendly, but actually help provide them the resources they need to not only combat what's wrong, but to stand boldly for what's right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the biggest way we do that is by helping kids access what is the armory for the Christian, where, where, where does, where does the, uh, where does the Word of God fit into the life of a child? It's the sword of the Spirit. So how do we arm our kids with that? We teach them to know and study God's Word. And in God's Word, the the Spirit works in the heart of the believer to convince them and to convict them and also to commission them for the work they're called to. And so that absolutely is is one of the threads that runs throughout the book. It's not just uh, passing time. It's not just Bible verses for kids to kind of know and memorize, although we love for kids to know this word. It's it's calling them to something bigger in a life that would call them to something smaller, but in that smallness, they would still say it's better, and we would say that is wrong. So it's about falling in love with what's, what's God's and therefore what is right and what has He called us to. So uh, we do that through getting kids into the Word. And that's why this is one book in a, in a series of books from Moody about how to uh, get kids studying the Word together and following Jesus together. And we just happen to follow Jesus through the Old Testament, which is such a beautiful thing that we can claim even the Proverbs for those of us who follow Christ. Well, Adam, let me ask you this, um, this resource that you put together, is this best for kids to do on their own, or is it something that is designed for parents to walk through? What's the best application for these kids to start working through these Proverbs? That's a great question. You know, every kid is different, and so I think there are some families that may sit down and go, let's do this together, or maybe the kid will start doing it alone, and then the parent will go over it with them. There's a handful of questions in each one of the 40 lessons uh, that we've split up into weeks throughout the book. 
Now, I do think a kid who is more confident in using their concordance or knowing their Bible or just wanting to study can certainly self-motivate, and this is accessible for, for a kid in that age group to do on their own. But I always think the best version of following God is going to be done in community. So if that's through a, a Sunday school class or if that's through a home group, a small group in a home, or, or it's in a family with a, a parent and child or children doing it together, I think that's best. It really brings some not only accountability to pursuing the Lord together, but it brings the clarity of hearing from each other what God is doing in and through His Word in each other's hearts. So you can really go either direction, but I, I think the best version is always uh, parents having a great degree of involvement in their kids spending time in the Word. Okay, Adam, let me um, ask you one last question as we're kind of winding our time down here. If you can boil it down to its essence, if there's one thing that you want a kid who's reading this resource or their parent to know, what would that be? If I could boil down this resource into one thing that I want a kid or a parent to be, Tom, I would want them Uh, I would want them to see themselves the way God sees them as, yes, somebody in desperate need of a Savior, but one for whom a Savior has been provided in Jesus Christ. And in following Him, He calls them to something better. In a world full of lies and deception that's going to try to convince them through the enemy and through whatever means that what is wrong is actually right, the the Lord calls us to something better and says, just because it seems right doesn't mean it is. Follow Him no matter what. And that's what I want, these devoted followers of Christ, knowing God through His Word. 